What's up, all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother, and I'm back with another episode for the Sex Experience Podcast. And this is going to be another fairy tale. This is going to be about the time where a dude I was talking to he lied about cancer. <sighs> At this point, when I tell y'all this story, this was the time of my life where I was like, you know what? Niggas really ain't shit. Like, dudes sometimes really aren't stuff. And I really was going to be like, you know. Honestly, after this situation, I honestly thought about being done with men. I thought about never being with a man ever again. Because at that point, it was like, you'll go to the ends of the earth to lie about something so dumb and so stupid. Like, what is what is the motive here? Like, what did you gain from lying to me about this? But whatever, you know, I'm going to tell you guys a story. So, of course, I got to give Buddy a nickname. So we're going to call him Chris. Boom. So Chris and I no, Chris saw me. What year was this in college? This was my junior year in college. And Chris saw me um, first. He was actually, I'm getting my story all fucked up. I remember now. He was an RA and I was staying in an off-campus dorm or whatever. And he was the RA or he was one of the people who like helped students move in. If I had any questions, he was one of the people that I would contact or whatever the case may be. And so I moved in early all the time because I always helped with move-in day. I would always like help students move their stuff inside, or just get community service hours just because, you know, it's the right thing to do or whatever. I never had any ulterior motives. I always moved in early just so I can do community service or whatever because I'm just that kind of person. I got to sneeze. Is it going to come out? Okay, my sneeze not coming out. So, anyways, that's when I first saw him, and then he was like, oh, is it your name? He said my real name, and I was like, yeah. And then he was like, aren't you SAI? And I did join a music organization my freshman year in college. And then my junior year in college, spring semester, I joined Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Excuse me. Or whatever. And at the time, I did not pledge SG Rho. I was just only SAI. And so he was just like, yeah, aren't you a Rose or whatever? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, I think I'll follow you on Instagram and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, what's your Instagram name? Let me, like, make sure and check. So I go, and I see that we do follow each other. And I was like, all right, cool. We had, so then, like, later on, or some days go by, he DMs me on Instagram and is just like, you know, I think you're really pretty. Can I get to know you or whatever? And I'm like, sure. I was single at the time. So I was like, here, here's my number. Da, 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 da. So we're texting and stuff like that, getting to know each other. We hung out like we went on. How many dates we went on? I think, if I'm not mistaken, we went on like four dates. Four? We hung out a lot. There were times where um, when I was done with class, he would come and pick me up um, from campus. And we'll ride back to the off-campus apartments or whatever. Because he stayed in one where he had, like, a room to himself. And I, of course, had a roommate at the time. So he'll come and pick me up. And we'll either, like, go to the park together. We'll hang out. Or sometimes we even went back to, like, his apartment. But we never did anything. Like, the times where I went back to his apartment, it was, like, in the daytime. 
and stayed or whatever. But I never, no, I did spend the night, but it wasn't until after like maybe a few dates is when I spent the night with him. But even when I spent the night with him, we didn't have sex, whatever the case may be. And so one time we were texting and like maybe like the first three to four weeks, it was consistent. Like, good morning, good night. I'm about to go to sleep. How's your day going? Consistent, consistent texting, conversation, attention. I'm feeling like, okay, you know, I'm starting to catch fee-fees for this guy. And then before I even met him, I had already had another fucked up situation with somebody else in my life. So it was like, mm, I really didn't want to get my feelings involved with anybody else because I wanted to focus on myself. But, you know, sometimes when you don't look for something, it kind of falls right inside of your lap and you're just like, oh shit, hello. But with him, that's what it felt like at the time. And I'm just like, oh, maybe this could be something like cool or serious or whatever. You know, just whatever. And so, like, for three to four weeks, it was, like, consistency from him. I am always a consistent person. I always kept a buck with him. I was always honest. Whatever the case may be, we were just talking, 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 talking. Then out of nowhere, he tells me, like, he's sad and he's going through some things or whatever the case may be. And I was like, okay, what's wrong? And then he tells me that his dad has cancer or whatever. And I... I felt so bad for him because anybody that knows me, like these, this is only like my close friends know this stuff. But of course, I'm going to tell you guys this because it's a part of the story. And, you know, we're going to be friends one day at some point, whatever. My grandmother on my mom's side, my mom's mother, she was a breast cancer survivor. One of her breasts got amputated because she had breast cancer. And my grandfather on my dad's side, he suffered with a cancer. I forgot which one it was for him, but he suffered with cancer and he's a survivor. Cancer runs very heavy in my family. There's been so many times where um, somebody in my family has been close to getting it and they've had to like handle things a certain kind of way or change their diet or change things about themselves because of my family's health issues or like my family's health history. And there's been plenty of times where I have gone to the doctor because I felt like something was out of place with my body. So, of course... I'm not the kind of person where it's like, oh, you got too much trauma going on in your life. I felt sympathetic for him. I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't believe that that happened to you. I'm so sorry. Whatever. I'm here for you if you need me, if you ever want to talk. I know what it's like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Because, of course, like I said, I have people in my family who have suffered from it. I had an aunt who passed away from it. So it's like. You know, I was trying to be there for the dude. And so he would take, okay, I went to school in Montgomery. He, I'm going to just say, he lived in a city that was like 45 minutes away. And so frequently he would make trips home to see his family, quote unquote. So whenever he went home to see his family is when I wouldn't talk to him as much because he was claiming that he was going to check on his family and he didn't want to be like, on his phone as much. And so, you know, I respected that. Because I'm just like, well, that's fine. You want to go see your family. And you want to spend as much time with them as possible. Because you don't know what's going to happen. And I'm not going to sit here and blow up your phone. You know? So, even while he was gone, it will be like random moments where I was like thinking about him. Or I just wanted to send him up. Something. I wanted to send him a message that was like encouraging, uplifting, 
just to make his spirits feel good, right? Right. And so during this time frame, like maybe this is like six weeks of this going on. So no, we were talking for four and then like just chilling, hanging out and going on dates and stuff. And then six weeks, it's every weekend or every other weekend, whatever, he goes to see his family. And so during the weekdays when he was in Montgomery, because we both went to the same school, is when I would spend time with him. By this time, I've spent the night at his, I've spent the night in his room, I believe, three times. Yeah, we never did anything. And y'all, let me tell you, people will put up a front to let you know that they are a good person. Or that people try so hard to show that they are what they're not. Like every morning, I remember waking up, I would wake up and I would roll over and I would see this man like on his knees praying. Um, I saw that he worked out every day. Like anytime I spent the night with him, I saw like how often he worked out and stuff like that. I saw that he meal prepped. He took care of himself. He was very like into his presentation. He took the time to make sure he looked decent, all this other kind of stuff. And I will put it out there that he was a part of an organization, but I'm not going to sit there and down that organization because your letters does not make you you make the letters but he was very he was definitely a bad representation of the org because you shouldn't have to lie about some shit like that but anyways i'm gonna get to that story so of course throughout this time it's just like wow you know i'm really digging this guy i'm feeling him he's like a family man quote unquote he's showing me that he prays like he has a relationship with god a b c d e f g and then you guys for valentine's day he got me a bear, some roses. I don't eat sweets, but it was just still the thought of like him buying me stuff and telling me like he appreciates me and thank and thanking me for always being there for him or whatever the case may be during his difficult time. So I'm like, oh, sure, it's no problem. Like, you know, I know what you're going through. I really appreciate the gestures. So boom, it's mother loving spring break. And usually I'm not a spring breaker. My first like spring break trip was actually with my boyfriend, DeAndre now, my boyfriend of now. Like that was my first time doing something for spring break was with him. So usually I just go home and whoever's in Atlanta at the time, because that's where I was born. I mean, that's where I was raised. Whoever was in Atlanta at the time or whatever, I'll hang out with them or I'll just stay home and catch up on work. I was a music major, so it was like I could be practicing my music or whatever literally in the car ride on the way to atlanta atlanta montgomery to atlanta is roughly two to two and a half hours depending on how you're driving in the traffic note my mother is in the car with me so we're driving and i'm laying down i have my headphones in my ear i am laying down chilling listening to music like dozing in and out of sleep my homegirl texts me, and she was like, hey, can I call you real quick? And I'm like, sure. I'm thinking nothing of it because it's just like, shit, I don't care. Like, my mom is right here. I really don't care. I have nothing to hide. Don't know what the fuck's going on. So then um, I call her, and I'm like, what's up? And she was like, hey, don't you talk to Chris? And I was like, yeah, me and him, we be talking. We be chilling, hanging out, stuff like that. And she was like, oh, well... One of my homegirls, like another one of her friends, told her that him and her were dating. And I was like, y'all, are they dating? And she was like, yeah, she's like saying that's her boyfriend and they're like dating, dating. They're in a serious relationship, a serious commitment. And I'm just like, 
well, he's not my boyfriend or whatever. So I have no reason to get mad the way that I feel like I should. But I mean, I did have feelings for him growing and me and him did sit down and talk about our feelings. Like I sat him down to his face and I told him that I'm starting to develop feelings for you and I don't want to be I don't want this to be one-sided if you don't feel this way about me because I'm very upfront with my feelings about how I feel for a person and what I expect out of our situation whatever the case may be just like the fuck buddies that I've had before I can tell you guys there was this one fuck but it was only one fuck but no 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 it was only two fuck buddies I've ever had in my entire life that legit knew that they were fuck buddies and they were good friends and that was about it like anything else that was the fucking yellow nails guy I talked to you guys about when I made that video and it was another dude and he was in college other than that all my other fuck buddies it was either I caught fifis or they caught fifis and it was just too much but in this situation I caught feelings for him and he told me that he felt the same way so it's like in my head or the way it's everything is being presented to me is that we're going to work towards building a future together as a couple I ain't going to sit there and be like, we're talking about marriage and shit, but we definitely talked about life, you know, if we were dating and stuff like that and ABC, EFG. And so I'm just like, he has a girlfriend, what? And then so she was like, yeah, but I don't, my homegirl, she was like, yeah, I can give you her number because she says she wants to talk to you about it because she's seen your name pop up in his phone and stuff, but I don't know, like how that's going to work out or whatever. And I told her to send me the girl's number. And so my homegirl put me and the other girl in a group message and was like, hey, I don't remember the girl's name, so I'm going to call her Ashley. Shit, I don't know. She was like, hey, Ashley, this is Selena. Selena, this is Ashley. And I was like, hey, girl. And she was like, hi. Ashley is coming at me or giving me vibes of, bitch, I don't fuck with you because you fucking my man. First off, not fucking your man. Secondly, this is your man. You honestly can have him because I ain't fucking him. I just, I just caught beepies for him and stuff like that. And thirdly, don't come at me with that attitude because I don't even know you exist. So then um, Ashley was like, how do I even know that you and him are really talking? Like, how do I know that you're just not a groupie or whatever the case may be? Because like I said, he was a part of an organization and the organization that he was a part of was very popular on my campus or whatever the case may be. I'm not going to say which one it was, but he was definitely a very suave, smooth kind of guy. And he was very known or he wasn't known. I wouldn't say that, but his organization was known on my campus. And so she was coming at me as if I was some groupie bitch. And no, 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 no. One thing you're going to never do is hold me or play me as if I'm just trying to groupify myself over a nigga. Because I promise you the same energy that I put out towards that nigga is the energy that he's giving back to me. And that's just point blank motherfucking period. So then I screenshot. I was like, okay, well, do you need proof? Like, what do you need? You need me to send you this voicemail he left on my phone because he did leave me a voicemail. Or would you like for me to screenshot the text messages for you? Like, what do you want? And so she didn't respond back in a timely manner. And what I felt like was a timely manner because you're trying to try me and shit. So what I ended up doing was I took the screenshots myself and I sent it to her. Uh, hello like the fuck and her response back was how do i even know that this is his number oh well bitch well, if you want to play that game let's woo, 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 woo. 
all right, we'll delete his contact out my phone. I took Chris's name off. That's not his real name, but you know, I took his name off of his contact up the top and I let the fucking 10 digits show and I sent her the exact same screenshots that said the exact same thing, except this time the 10 motherfucking digits was at the top. So then now she wants to call me because, uh, no, this is the first time she called me. And no, again, I'm next to my mother with all this bullshit. She calls me and is like, um, how did you get this information? What the fuck is going on? He's saying like, y'all were just friends and you were all over him and A, B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, sis, obviously he's lying to you. Like, it's obvious that he's just saying shit to you at this moment. So it's like, what the fuck do you expect me to say? Like anything I say right now is probably going to go in one ear, not the other for you because you're sitting here coming at me as if I knew you existed. Like, bitch, I didn't even know who you was until my homegirl hit me up and said she would have posted a group message together so I could tell you that your nigga is a fuck nigga. So like, what the fuck? I didn't get that or whatever. And while she's on the phone, she's like, girl, how you not expect nothing? He's been coming up here visiting me every weekend. And I was like, hold up. What? She was like, yeah, why do you think he doesn't text you on certain week on, on weekends and stuff like that? He's coming up here spending time with me. I was like, okay, well, let me go back up. I sent her the screenshots and I told her while I was on the phone, I was like, sis, the reason why he told me he goes home every weekend, because I found out they, they live in the same home. They're from the same city in Alabama or whatever. And I told her that he told me in these text messages and I sent her the screenshot. I go home every weekend because my father has cancer. Now, she says on the phone and I quote, his father ain't got no damn cancer. He spends every weekend with me because we decided to come home every weekend to spend time with each other because we go to two separate schools and this is the best way to make our relationship work. So now it's for me, it's fuck this nigga. But that's all you got to tell me, sis. You can get off my phone. Click. Like, I don't have no other reason to talk to this girl now. Because at this point, now you're stuck on stupid because you're so in love with him that you think I'm the motherfucking problem. Bitch, I'm sitting here telling you that this isn't... And I'm sending you proof that this nigga said that his father is suffering with a disease, cancer. He's dealing with something that a lot of people have a hard time getting over. And I told this man that I had family members that went through the same stuff and had a hard time going through it. And so I'm breaking down my walls, becoming vulnerable, but this nigga is playing with my emotions. So girl, honestly, it's fuck you and fuck how you feel. Like to Ashley or whatever her real name was, I didn't give a fuck about you because you were the, you, you were nothing to me at that point. It was just like, oh, you're a liar. So now I blocked her number. And so then in the midst of me trying to block his number, the nigga calls me. Chris calls me. And literally in the text message group that I was in with my homegirl and Ashley, I was telling her, like, sis, you can have him. He means nothing to me. Like, he didn't. At that point, you're telling me that he lied about his dad having cancer just so he can come to his city and fuck you, girl. That man don't mean shit to me. That nigga, 
fuck that nigga or whatever. And apparently he calls me. And the first thing that he says is, so I mean nothing to you, sir. You not mad at the fact that you just got caught lying to your girlfriend about what you were doing. You're not mad at the fact that I just caught you in a lie about saying that your family family member is suffering with cancer. You're calling me in front of this girl because she's in the background crying and shit and he's telling her to shut up as he's talking to me. So bitch, this nigga was disrespecting you while he's on the phone with me and he has the nerve to call me. So yeah, but anyways, the first thing he does is call me and says to me, so I don't mean nothing to you. I say in front of my mother and to him on the phone, no, bitch, you don't mean shit to me. Why would anybody mean anything to me when you when you have to lie about cancer? And I told him that if you are fucking other girls or if you're seeing other girls or you have interest in other girls, if you want to be with other girls, whatever the case may be, just let me know. The only thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to take it up for myself if I want to keep fucking with you or not. And that's one of the things that I hate about guys who lie about cheating or who lie about fucking with other people. Let me have the option to decide if I want to keep fucking with you or not. Because honestly, there are some girls in this world that's going to keep fucking with you. That's going to keep playing the game to see if you choose her or not. Me, I ain't that bitch. So if you want to fuck with somebody else on a heavy level, or if you want to have multiple holes on your dick, you can go that way. You know, like... I'm not, I wasn't looking for that kind of energy. And the way I had feelings for him and stuff like that, it was like, mm, I was kind of looking for a relationship, but now I really don't want to fuck with you no more. So you kind of like a peon to me or whatever. And he's just on the phone telling me like, so all them late night conversations that we had, when we talked about our feelings and stuff like that, it meant nothing to you. No, it doesn't mean anything now. Like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to feel something for you now when you lied about cancer. So then I asked him, I was like, dude, does your father have cancer or not? Selena, why is that? That's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you right now while I'm on the phone with you in front of your girl. I actually said in front of your bitch, but you know, neither here nor there. While you're in front of your bitch, did your father, does or does your father not have cancer? I just want you to answer that question for me. He told me, no, I told you that because I felt like you were going to trip if I went to my hometown and seeing the girl. And I said to him, I would not have tripped if you would have told me the truth. What I would have done is stop trying is stop catching feelings for you and stop hanging out with you and stop kissing you because I don't see myself being with somebody who can lie about something so simple. Because obviously you had interest in this girl, interest enough to make her your girlfriend, interest enough to go and fuck her every weekend. And I wasn't giving you no pussy. I wasn't giving this nigga no head. I wasn't giving him no pussy. He wasn't eating the cat. The most naked thing he saw on me was my thighs. Every time I spend the night, and I'm the kind of person that likes to go to bed naked. I like to sleep in my bed in the new birthday suit unless I'm on my period. That's about it. I slept in his room with clothes on, with shorts Sleeping pants, tighty, like, I went to bed with clothes on to let this nigga know I'm taking this extremely slow because my emotions and my feelings comes first. But this bitch ass nigga lied. So, ooh, after that conversation, I just told him, I was like, sorry, honestly, I'm going to block your number and we don't have to ever communicate again. I don't want you to ever find me. Don't follow me on social media. I'm going to block you on there too. Like, I'm just letting it be known, like, nigga. I don't fuck with you. 
And I'm saying this in front of his bitch. I'm saying it on the phone with him. And of course, I'm still in the car with my mother. So I'm saying it in front of her. And what's even sadder, you guys, is, of course, like I said, this is spring break. What's so, 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 so sad about this shit is while I'm heading home for spring break, I have some of this man's clothes. Because, you know, we spend the night at a guy's house. They'll be like, oh, here's a shirt that you could wear. Whatever the case may be. Like I went to, like I said, I went to sleep in clothes. Every time we hung out and we chilled, if I was going to class, like, driggity dressed up and me and him hung out, he would give me clothes to chill in. So I had some of his clothes. I still had his Valentine's Day bear that he gave me at that time. So now I'm like, mm, give this stuff back? Nah. Nah, 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 nah. Are my feelings hurt? Eh, my feelings were hurt a little bit, but not to the point where I would fucking cry and shed tears. It was more so hurt, like, damn, nigga, you lied about fucking cancer. Cancer? Like, you niggas can lie about so many things, so many things. People, and not even just niggas, not even just black people. People in general lie about the dumbest shit just to get themselves out of weird-ass situations when it's like, dude, if you would have told the truth from the beginning, maybe, just, maybe, just, maybe... You wouldn't be in this situation. But no, you had to lie because you felt like it was the best thing to do. Because if you didn't lie, then what the fuck else would you have? So stupid. So fuck that shit. Bitch ass nigga wanted to fucking lie. And so when I got home, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be sad. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a motherfucking funeral. And that's how the motherfucking funeral went. My mom went to work because she came and got me like on that Sunday. She left to go to work on that Monday. So what I did was I prepared me a wonderful, wonderful, scrumptious dinner. Got all of the fixings that I needed together just right. And then while my food was in the oven or in the microwave, staying warm and just cooking to its freshness, I went outside with the teddy bear that I got, and his clothes. And then I burned it. Oh, and I burned it so slow. I poured gasoline all over it. Because my mom has, like, a really nice backyard, and she has a grill and all this other kind of stuff. And, like, just different things to where I could have either buried it in her garden. I could have fed it to, like, the neighbor's dog because the neighbor's dog was very wild and aggressive or whatever. Like, there were so many options of what I could have done. But I felt like burning it was very symbolic. Like, burning it, it just gave me power. It made me feel good. So then, how basically the funeral went, I said a few words about, you know, the bear was cute. Eh, whatever the case may be. And... Yeah, that was about it. And then I remember playing K. Michelle Cry in the background. And I recorded all of my Snapchat or whatever. And I sent it to my friends. And my friends are like, wow, bitch, you're freaking crazy. You're funny as hell. Whatever the case may be. And I'm just like, you know, I feel better. I feel a lot better. I felt so much better that actually I recorded it and I saved it. And I put it on my Instagram story. Because I decided not to block him because I wanted him to see that I was burning his stuff. And so, yeah. It hurt his feelings. 
And yeah, that was about it. So after that, I came back to school. I became greatness. I kept doing great, 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 great things. And whenever I went to his organization functions, if he was there, I looked the opposite way. He'll try to walk over and speak to me and say, hey, how you doing? I will turn over and look at one of his line brothers and say, say something else. Or I will go talk to somebody else. Or I'll act like I just didn't see him and talk to a wall. Like, it's nothing. So, you know, moral of the story is don't lie about cancer. Don't lie about cancer. Don't lie about anything. Honestly, just tell the truth. You know, honesty is the best policy unless you're lying about an engagement party or you're lying about, you know, a surprise. Something beneficial to the relationship. You can lie about those things. But don't lie about something that could honestly alter someone's judgment about you. Because that just made me look at him and be like, you know what? If you lie about this, you'll lie about anything. You could have AIDS and you could be lying to me about it. And I know it's like a far stretch or whatever the case may be. But bitch, you lied about cancer. Come on now. Come on now. Cancer. Come on now. That's just wild. So, yeah. Yep, yep, that that was the story. And you know, if he ever decides to listen to this podcast, you know, fuck you. No hard feelings. I just think you're a piece of shit. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and keep it amazing. Hee hee.